You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. What the hell did you just click on? You clicked on episode 103 of the Pimp Cron Warhammer Podcast, and I am the Pimp Cron, and this is my podcast. Welcome to my audio kingdom. So tonight, or today, I can't really tell when you're listening to this, but wherever you are currently, I've got some things to say to you tonight. Number one, we review the Gotrick bookmark in the Want That or Want That Not. Then we have an email from Leroy Jenkins, the man in the flesh, famous from World of Warcraft. And he sends us an email at pimpcron at gmail.com. And then finally, we have Real Talk with the Pimpcron, where we play a little game and see how high you rank on the Wargamer Achievement Chart. And that is the episode. What have I been up to? Well, obviously, I've been up to work. That's been extremely fun. And other than that, I played a game with my old buddy Beast Man this week. We played Age of Sigmar, my Caradron Overlords, versus his Beastmen. And this was one of the times where I had to quickly pump the brakes because <laughs> this game was going in my favor very quickly. And um, so he spreads out, right? He's got his Herdstone and he's got his Shaman and he's going to be making all these call points and sacrificing Ungors and all this nonsense. He moves up the board. And I just fly high with one of my ships, my frigate, and drop down behind it and lay waste to three of his Brayherd Shamans in one turn. I mean, I also had engine riggers and stuff, but the point is, is I killed all three of his Shamans in one turn. I completely gutted the core of his army. And uh, the look on his face was not thrilled. And then I felt really bad. <laughs> I didn't expect to do that much because I wasn't expecting to roll very good. And uh, it completely gutted him. So he had three call points for the entire game because that's what he got. He went first on the first turn. And then from then on, he got none, no others. So I had to pump the brakes very quickly. And uh, then it ended up being that I lost. We uh, It came down to really one objective. And I threw everything I had at this one ogre. And I shot at him a Chaos Gargant. And I shot at him and shot at him and shot at him in one turn. I figured, well, I can kill him. Right now, I have a model on the objective. He has a model on the objective. And the Gargant's already wounded. So this should be no issue whatsoever. Well, the dice said otherwise. My moderately successful dice rolling game suddenly plummeted as I just tried to remove this single Gargant from this objective. And him taking that objective swung it in his favor and he won by six points or something like that. If I had taken that objective and killed the Gargant, we would have actually tied. Um, but like I said, I've, I was feeling real bad in the very first turn. I, I it, it, it was pretty bad. Then I played a game later, a couple days later, with Just James. We did our rematch with Chaos Marines and Sisters of Battle. And like I said before, our first match, he wiped me off the board. And every one of my models was new, so I kind of figured it was new model syndrome. I was rolling atrociously, and his sisters were just saving like a, a mad woman, I guess. And uh, so we had a rematch, and I actually looked at my codex this time. I remembered Death to the False Emperor, which actually helped me out greatly. And I actually used a Warlord trait this time, and some other things that was like, wow, that was really helpful. 
Also, I did Emperor's Children, which is what I usually did anyway with my old army. And, uh, and that worked out really well. You know, I don't know, I don't think I tabled him, but he was maybe one model from being tabled. I, I don't, yeah, I, I nearly wiped him off the board, and I had a good, sizable chunk of my army left. Probably half my army left. It was, it was pretty gross. And, uh, Emperor's Children, man, they're so much better than the Renegades. My goodness. And I didn't even use the stratagem to shoot twice, except for one time, I think. And I didn't take a million obliterators or anything like that. I just, I, I learned how to play the army, and I played it much better. So now, he is vowing that we need to play a third time <laughs> using the same lists, which is what we did this time. And, uh, he, he wants to play again, which I'm totally all for. I'm really enjoying this Chaos Army. So that is what we're going to do. Uh, we use the same lists, and if I get some more stuff painted, I might change up my list, and he's going to change up his. But we both have stuff to get painted, because we don't really like playing gray plastic. So if we get that painted by the next time we play, then we will be fighting each other again. And that is what I've been up to. I have not touched a model to paint this week. It has been a crazy, crazy week, and... That is about it, I think. I, I don't think I've got anything else going on. I'm excited that next week is our two-year anniversary episode. And if I can muster some umph, I'm going to do something special for that. I'm not sure what. I might do a Greatest Hits or something. I, I have no idea. I'm not making any promises, okay? So that is basically it. I got my Indominus box finally. I have not even opened the shrink wrap on it. If it's shrink wrapped, I think it's shrink wrapped. I haven't even opened it. So, uh, James has been showing me some things about 9th edition, which seems interesting. And we both agreed that our third grudge match with Sisters in Chaos is going to be using 9th edition rules. So that'll make it a little more interesting too, I think. And I'm pretty excited for 9th edition. So, that is about it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to all my Patreon subscribers. I will see you on the other side of this music break. Let's open the Tesseract Mailbox. This week's Tesseract Mailbox is from Leroy Jenkins, if that is your real name. I suspect it's not, but then again, I guess somebody's name has to be Leroy Jenkins, right? Anyway, he wrote to me at pimpcron at gmail.com, and the title of this email is You Are Wrong, in all caps lock. The only way to transport models is an over- or undersized cardboard box. The only models that are acceptable are metal models. If you happen to break one in your travels, you just won Warhammer 40k. For any fragile models, it is acceptable to throw them in your children's car seat. Your children can ride in the trunk. If you think my Warhound has ever traveled unbuckled, then you put on your crazy pants this morning. <laughs> Good evening to you, fine sir. Leroy Jenkins. Well, this was a nice, uh, refreshing, lighthearted email. First off, I like how specific you are about the cardboard box has to either be over or undersized cardboard box. I like that it's not the properly sized cardboard box. So I imagine like a giant ass moving box or like a ring box that fits one model. Uh, the only models that are acceptable are metal models. I have to disagree with you, sir. Now listen, I'm no hater of metal models. I actually really enjoy metal models, but they are not the only models. The If I had my druthers, actually, my, my preference would be plastic, 
then metal, then resin, because in general, I don't like resin models. But only acceptable metal models? No, sir. If you happen to break one in your travels, you just won 40k, which actually, I think that's kind of funny. Um, I don't know if this is an older mindset or not in this game, but um, I just think it's funny. For your any fragile models, is acceptable to throw them in your child's car seat. Now, I have done that before, believe it or not. Not put my children in the trunk, mind you, okay? Not not saying that part, but the actual put your models in the car seat. I have done that before by putting my army transport in a empty car seat and putting the seatbelt buckle around it. I know I've seen uh, Just James put his Phantom Titan in the seatbelt, you know, across it and all that, all nice and snug and, and safe. And uh, I know a lot of people do that, like with Stompas and stuff like that. So I am not opposed to that, and I have done that. I love how certain you are in your moral convictions as far what is right and what is wrong in this hobby. And um, I don't think I've ever broken a metal model. I don't think I have. So I, I guess I've never won 40k, and that kind of makes me sad. I didn't actually realize that I must have missed that in the rule book. I don't know. I don't know where that is, but um, I uh, I like your attitude. I like when I talk to somebody and they are firm in their beliefs. They really do believe what they're saying, and uh, it's called conviction. Okay, look into it. So anyway, thank you for writing, Leroy. I appreciate it. It's nice to hear from you. I'm curious if you're the same Leroy Jenkins that comments on my articles sometimes. But then again, Leroy Jenkins is probably a pretty common pseudonym. So, you know, the, the actual Leroy Jenkins that comments on my articles has two S's in the words Jenkins. So mm, you did not sign it that way. So I'm curious if this is the same Leroy Jenkins. But either way, I love you both. Thank you for writing in. Want that or want that not? All right, well, I guess it's time for Want That or Want That Not, right? Well, normally, Want That or Want That Not, we discuss a model and we dissect it and we say if we like it or we don't like it or we want that or possibly we want that not. But occasionally, GW releases something that's not a model and I just have to discuss it. Remember almost two years ago when we recovered the... Uh, we recovered... We reviewed the GW tape measure... And uh, Lore Master Alex was having none of that as I was trying to explain it. Well, here is something almost as stupid, and it is the Gotrek Gurnison bookmark. Yes, GW is selling a bookmark that is Gotrek themed. Now, Gotrek is that really awesome Fire Slayer model, that character that can be added to any of the Order armies, and he's really neat, and he's the Dragon Slayer, and then he's the Realm Slayer, and he's whatever. Okay, so he's a fiery little guy, he's got a big beard, he's got a mohawk, he's great, right? But, my interesting thing about this is that it is a $20 bookmark. Now let that just sink in. You know, let's di dig deep into the history of bookmarks, okay? A bookmark is when you're reading a book and you don't want to lose your place when you close the book, right? Many people, such as myself, if it's a novel or something that you don't care, you know, a ton about, you just fold the corner of the page over. 
And many other people will use like a magic card or they'll use, you know what, literally anything. They will use literally anything. A shoestring, a band-aid, a crayon, literally anything. It's just something that just sits in your book so you don't lose your place. And leave it to Games Workshop of all companies to go, you know what? One of the things that almost no one ever buys ever is a bookmark. And let's make a $20 bookmark. That sounds like that's a feasible, realistic thing to do. So a $20 Gotrick Gurnison bookmark. Let's see the key features. Under key features. Oh, let's dig into this. It's a PVC bookmark with a metal cap. It bears an iconic Gotrick quote. Designed to look like a Dwarden artifact. Fuck yeah. Where do I buy 17 of these things? No, actually, no. It's it's a PVC bookmark. It's got a metal cap. It's got like a Gotrick face on it. And it's got a little quote. I'm sorry, call me call me woefully unimpressed by this, okay? Uh it's a slab of PVC. It looks like it's translucent. I don't know if it's transparent or not. And it's got a metal head of Gotrick's face. And if I can zoom in here, I'll read you the quote on it and save you $20. The Realmgate Wars are done, so I hear, and half your so-called gods are ready to put their feet up, but they have neglected to remember one thing. This Slayer. Ooh, did you just get goosebumps? I just got goosebumps. What the hell, GW? Honestly, what the hell? Okay, so it at best, it's a small piece of plastic with a metal piece on it and a quote. All right, you know what? Five bucks and it's mine. I would say want that for five bucks. That's pretty cool. You know what? I'm feeling generous. Want that for $10. I would, I would actually... If I liked Gotrick that much, which I, I really don't, I don't care either way for him, but if I really liked him, or if this was like a Necron head, or one of the armies that I really cared about, I would say 10 bucks, no problem. $15, I'm going, uh, I think I'm going to pass on this. I don't really think it's worth $15, and remember, a bookmark could be anything you, you can imagine. If you've got a used Band-Aid, use that as your bookmark for free. Okay, $20 is absolutely ridiculous for this. I know it's got a metal face of Gotrick on it, which I could not give a shit about. And it's it's actually laughable. It is actually laughable. So, you know, for 35 you can just get Gotrick's model. So for $15 more, you actually have the Gotrick model that you can play on the board versus a... You know what you should do is Google search it. Google search a picture of Gotrick and print it out and then use that as a bookmark. Or draw a picture of Gotrick. Or take a photograph of Gotrick and print it out and make a bookmark. This is just stupid. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like to hate too much on GW. I know they're a company. Stuff like that. They gotta make money. They're trying to sell stuff. I get it. But this is just dumb. So... Bookmarks, of all things, are one of the most useless things that you could possibly try to sell. And at $20, it's actually offensive. 
Okay, maybe I'm being dramatic. It's not really offensive. I think it's just silly. But it truly is silly. So I hate to pull a twist on you at the end of this segment, but it's a want that not for me at $20 for a damn bookmark. So thanks for listening and thanks for nothing, GW. (laughs) I'm really being dramatic about this, but seriously, it's dumb. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. On this edition of Real Talk with the Pimpcron, we are discussing Wargamer achievements that you can unlock, just like Xbox or PlayStation Network or Steam, whatever, all of those achievements you unlock for getting all the little doodads or collecting all the Easter eggs or killing X amount of enemies in a certain way or whatever. Um, several years ago, I made up an entire list of gamer achievements, and maybe you might want to get a pencil and piece of paper and just... Give yourself markings. Uh, if you don't have that handy, maybe just count on your fingers, your your fat little meaty fingers. And we will discuss exactly how much of a gamer you are, how experienced, and how deep into wargaming you are. So let's start with the first one. I'm going to be playing along as we go. The first one is squatted. You get one point if you've ever been completely tabled before the end of the game. So I definitely get a point for that. I mean, I, I was tabled like... Week before last, by, by just James, unfortunately. So, uh, I already told you about that Sisters of Battle versus my Chaos. The first time I ever played my Chaos. Wow. Um, so, I've definitely gotten a point for that. A bonus point, if you've ever been tabled in the first half of the game. And I can't really recall whether or not I've actually been tabled in the first half of a game. I try not to play the type of people that would table me in the first half of the game. So I will go and say I have not been tabled before the end of, let's say, turn two or three. It's possible, though, but I don't recall it. So I'm not giving myself a point for that. The next one is power fisting. You get one point if you've ever completely tabled someone else by the end of the game. Oh, I've definitely tabled people by the end of the game. Now, I try not to table people, honestly. Uh, Even in a tournament, I usually go easy on people because I don't I don't like tabling people i don't like to be tabled i just don't think it's fun and i think it go against the whole nature of the entire game being friendly and casual and whatnot now of course if you're in a competitive atmosphere like a tournament i feel like it's kind of like kids kid gloves should be off but that doesn't stop me from feeling really bad when i table somebody so generally i will not but i have in the past usually when things go horribly wrong for the person we end up getting uh, getting your opponent tabled. Now, you get a bonus extra point if you've ever tabled someone in the first half of the game. I am pretty certain I have never done that. So, I will not be getting a point for that because, like I said, I try to avoid it at all costs anyway, so it certainly wouldn't happen in the first turn, first half. Now, questing knights is the next one. One point if you've ever traveled more than an hour to play a war game. Certainly, I have traveled more than an hour to play a war game. Uh, we go on a couple bro trips every year to um, the Tabor Wargaming Group, or this winter we went up and played with the Basement Wargamers for a while up in, t- in Pennsylvania, and I usually go down to Hatteras once a year, and I play my friend Caleb or somebody else down there. So yeah, I've definitely, definitely traveled for that. I will be getting a point for Questing Night. Now, there's two bonus extra points for this. One extra point, if you've ever traveled more than two hours to play, which I certainly get. And then another extra point if you've traveled to play on another continent. 
I certainly have not done that. I'm not near any other continents. I guess it'd be easier for some of you. Like, I know we have a lot of European listeners. If you're, like, right on the cusp of Europe and Asia, then, you know, I guess that would be easier for you. But I am nowhere near another continent, so unfortunately, I have never, ever done that. The next one is take a bath. <laughs> well, that, that sounds a little weird. A lot of you probably take regular baths, but it's actually one point if you've ever stripped a model in a chemical bath. And I have stripped models. Believe it or not, I didn't have a whole lot of success in the past, and I try just not to strip metal models if I can help it. And I know there's we've covered it actually on this podcast, how to strip metal models and plastic models and all that. And um, I just don't I don't like doing it. So I try to avoid it whenever I can. And um, you get an extra point for this if you've ever stripped a pure lead miniature. Now, just because the model is metal does not mean that it's pure lead. I have at least one. I can't even think what the model is is an actual lead model. Oh, it's a Ralpartha model. I've got a couple old, like, 1980-something, 1970-something Ralpartha models. And uh, that for those of you that don't know, that's a small company. Think of, like, Reaper Miniatures. Uh, but I don't even know if Ralpartha's still around. I don't know if they still make models or not. But they used to, just like I assume GW also used to be lead back in the day, but they stopped doing that for a while and went with some sort of white metal eventually but you get a point if you've ever stripped a model in a chemical bath and an extra point if you ever stripped a pure lead miniature next one rainbow warrior one point if you have painted a model with more than four colors it's it's kind of funny because this one is kind of divisive some of you have not painted any models completely and some of you have painted your models with 17 different colors if you include washes and layers and shades and all of that so that's kind of funny but Certainly, I've painted a model with more than four colors. That's just stupid to even ask. How how dare you? How dare you ask me that question? Here's another one in under the Rainbow Warrior part. One point if you have a fully painted and based army of 2,000 points or more. Boy, that is a tough call for me because I have several 2,000 point models. 2,000 point armies. I'm stupid. 2,000 point armies that are completely painted. But I'm not certain any of them are completely based. I'm really trying to rack my brain. I feel like one of the only armies that I have 2,000 points of that is fully painted and fully based would be my Corn Bloodbound army, which is like really random because I don't normally even play Chaos Gods. But this one army I have uh, special basing for, and I made a Blood River. So all the bases I essentially have to. I have to base them before I prime the model. So I glue the rocks on and all that so that the base is higher in areas and lower where the blood river is going to be. So that is my only army that I'm 100% positive of is completely painted in base 2000 points. Um, most uh, all my armies are painted, but you also get a bonus point for this one. If you make your own washes, Believe it or not, I used to have a friend, and he was kind of old school. He would like to make his own flock, you know, the green grassy stuff for your bases, and he liked to make his own washes, and he was all about it. I don't know why, and I was like, dude, you can just buy washes, and he's like, oh no, in the olden country. No, he didn't talk like that, but 
he, <laughs> I don't know why he was so into it, but he loved to like make his own flock. And basically what he would do is get, I want to say sawdust. I think it was sawdust he would get and then dye it green and add something else to it. And it would basically appear to be grass. It wasn't actually this little fiberglass, fiberglass grasses. Um, but it, it did look nice. It was clumpy and, and looked like greenery. But uh, he also enjoyed making his own washes, which I have never done. He liked making his own washes and he would like dilute paint in water but then he said something about the surface tension. He had to, I almost think he said he added soap. He's been out of our group for many, many years, at least five years. So I don't exactly recall exactly what he did, but he did love it. Boy, did he love making his own washes and basin material. Now, the next one is married to the hobby. You get one point if you've been active in this hobby for five or more years. I have been in for five years. Bonus, one extra point if you've been at this for more than 10 years, or 10 years or more. I'm sorry, 10 years or more. And by the way, now I've been in the hobby for 10 years. So, booyah. An additional extra point if you've been at this for 15 years or more. Wow. 15 years or more, that is... Uh, I mean, it feels like in my head because I was born in the 80s. I feel like 15 years or more, like, wow, you started in the 80s. But no, actually, you could have just, <laughs> you could have just started in 2005, which makes me really, really feel old. The next one is Keyboard Warrior. One point if you comment on Wargame's site at least once per week. That's kind of a given for me because my articles come out at once a week and then I usually reply to people's comments, specifically if they're addressed directly to me. And uh, so that's obviously a point for me. There's also an extra point if you comment more than three separate times per week. Good God, person. What are you doing with your life if you're on uh, wargaming websites that often? Maybe you're just excited about it. I shouldn't really hate you on that. The next one is bad touch. One point if you have ever had a losing streak on more than five games in a row. Man... I don't know if I've ever lost five games in a row. It, I might have. I, I just can't say for certain. But five games in a row, wow, that's that's pretty rough. I feel like when I first started playing Gene Steeler Cult, it took me a while to get to figure them out exactly how they play. So I feel like maybe that does qualify me for losing five games in a row. But I feel like that's one of the only times. There was one other army, and I can't think of what it was now. That, I mean, since then I've figured out how to play it, but there was Gene Steeler Cult and one other army that I just struggled to play with. And eventually I had to figure out what worked for me. But so that's to recap one point if you've lost more than five games in a row. Here's an additional point under that header one point if you have ever rolled five or more dice and had them all roll ones. And I'm going to give myself that point too because I know I have rolled at least three or four ones at one time. Five, not 100% certain, but I'm going to give myself that. So you can be just a little bit lenient too. The Nid Syndrome. One point if you've complained online about how weak your codex is. I do not do that. So suck it. Uh, there's a bonus point here. 
if you still love your army and play it anyway, and I have always loved my armies, and this uh, Tyranid's always notoriously... Actually, Necrons are pretty bad for it, too. But the um, Necron community and Tyranid community frequently go, Woe's me, my army's so bad, nobody likes it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that's why it's called the Nid Syndrome. Although, admittedly, the last time GW released a Tyranid model, a brand new one, was like, what, four years ago or something like that? It's been a long time. I'm not saying they need any new models, I'm just saying it's been a while. The next one is Drowning in Models. One point if you have unopened boxes of models sitting around. Ooh, this is awkward. Yes, I definitely have that point. One point if you have a dedicated hobby room in your home. Ooh, this is still awkward. Yes, I have a dedicated hobby room in my home. Bonus, one extra point if you have more than 10 unopened boxes laying around. Oh man, this is getting even <laughs> this is getting even more awkward. I probably I yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I have 10 boxes unopened laying around. Bonus extra point if you have a permanent gaming table in your home. And I do actually have permanent gaming table. So that is another point for me. So Damn, I just got four points from that. The next one is Sisters Army. One point if you have a Sisters of Battle squad or army that you play regularly. I own several boxes of it, but I've never assembled them. One point if you've complained online about how Sisters of Battle get no love. And I feel like... I mean, certainly if you've been playing for a couple years, you would have complained about that, but... They have a fairly good model range now, so that may not be as applicable. Next category is Flayed Ones. One point if you've accidentally made yourself bleed while hobbying. Certainly I have. Bonus, one extra point if you've ever gotten stitches from a hobby injury. No, I have not gotten any stitches from a hobby injury. Next one, there can only be one. One point if you've attended a tournament. Well, certainly I have. Bonus, one extra point for each tournament you've won. And that is a touchy subject with me. Uh, I have never won first place in a tournament. Usually, not that I'm the best player in the world, but local tournaments, frequently I've gone easy on people I felt bad for. And then I hate myself afterwards for it. So there's been a couple of them. I am notorious for being second or third in tournaments. And uh, I'm not talking about 50-person tournaments. I'm talking like 8 or 12-person tournaments. But this one is Legendary Creature. One point if you've ever gamed with or against a female human. <laughs> you know, in all these years I've played Warhammer, I have only played with one woman. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I've played... No, I've only actually played with one woman in all these years. And I have only seen three women play. I've heard several women tell me they do play, but it is that infrequent in my neck of the woods that I've only seen, I've only witnessed three different women play. Bonus points, two extra points if you are a female wargamer. Well, unfortunately, I am not that, but some of you might be getting two extra points. And if you're a female wargamer, you are a majestic creature, like a unicorn or a Bigfoot. I really do wish we would get more women in the hobby. I really do. I feel like it would be much better for our community because, I mean, in some aspects, it's fun to be around people like you. 
you know, like all guys, or if your girls, you know, like having a date, going out with all your girlfriends, or you're on a date going out with all your guy friends, you know, to the bar or sports thing or whatever. It's fun to be around just like one gender. But on the other hand, uh, I feel like a lot of times it can, a lot of our grognard actions or our awkward around women actions would probably be, you know, removed if more men had more access to women in a friendly and, and non-weird situation. And uh, I feel like if we had more women in the hobby, I feel like it would be good for us. Uh, a lot of guys are, I mean, by definition, we're nerds and a lot of us are awkward and, and all of that. And I feel like just through osmosis, osmosis. If you are around women more, you will be more comfortable around women. And I don't mean hitting on them. I mean, like, playing a game with them and being friends and being cordial and being normal human beings. So, now, this one is indoctrination. One point if you have ran a demo for a war game. Boy, I wish I could get more one more than one point for that, because I have ran almost all the demos in my club. Bonus, one extra point, if you've gotten a child into the hobby. Hmm, gotten a child into the hobby. I honestly can't say that I've gotten a child in the hobby. I, uh, I mean, I've demoed for some young people, but that wasn't, like, me bringing them to the game. That was, like, them being dropped off or whatever at the store, and their parent or guardian is like, hey, can you show them how to play, and then I show them. So, it's not really me bringing them to the hobby, can't. Can't take credit for that. Next one is Lore Master. One point if you've read Black Library novels. I have read four, maybe. Bonus, one extra point if you have read more than five Black Library models. Models. Novels. Man, I'm dumb. Novels. Black Library novels. Which I have not done. Fluff Bunny. One point if you have finished a real narrative campaign that had more than three missions. And we... I think it qualifies for that. Some of our store campaigns are technically narrative, so yes, I'll get a point for that. Also, a bonus point if you finished several narrative campaigns. Not going to give myself that one. Power Gamer, one point if you have ever looked up and used lists from the internet. Um, I don't know if I've ever used a list from the internet. I have gone on 1D4chan and looked up like the general synergy of how armies work, but... I don't think I've actually ever used a netlist. One extra bonus point if you have changed armies to stay current with the meta. <laughs> Fuck that. I have not I have not stayed current to the meta at all. So uh, just so happens I own nearly all the armies, but, but whatever. Special Snowflake. One point if you have made a custom chapter for your army. Certainly I've done that. One more point if you have a detailed backstory for your army. And yeah, I've done that as well. So I get two points there. Old Hammerer. One point if you still play older editions of a game. One point if you attend events or a club that actively plays older editions. So I do not still play older edition of the game. And I do not have a club that actively plays older editions. So that's all I have to say to that. This one is The Playa. One point if you play more than one army. Hell yeah. One point if you play more than one war game. Hell yeah. Bonus, one extra point if you play more than five different armies. Hell yeah. One extra point if you actively play three or more different war games. Hell yeah. 
So, boy, I'm going to be racking up these points. So, here is the scoring. There is a total possible points of 50, unless you've won more than one tournament. So, 50 possible points. If you... Well, hold on. I'll give you a moment to tally up your score. Okay, that's enough time. So, uh, you, if your score is 0 to 7, you are a Grot on Ecstasy. If you score 8 to 15, you are a Drunk Fire Warrior. If you score 16 to 23, you are a Space Marine Captain on Cocaine. And 24 to 31 is Greater Demon on Bath Salts. And finally, 32 to 50 plus is a Wraith Knight on Roids and Red Bull. So, at the time of this article, so many years ago, I scored a 28, which is a Greater Demon on Bath Salts. And... What is my score now? It is still a 28, believe it or not. After adding all that up, I am still a 28, like, many years later. So, unfortunately, I guess I've not grown as a wargamer. Anyway, that's it, everybody. Please send me your scores. I'm just interested to see how other people score. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. And next week is our two-year anniversary, our 104th episode. That's exciting. And uh, thank you for all my Patreon patrons that support the show. If you want to do that, patreon.com slash pimpcron. I will talk at you later, dogs.